Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Geekscape is welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We're doing this one live at Explo. Um, I'm going to have to explain to you guys what Explo is, but first, for you new listeners, I may have to explain to you guys what Geekscape is. We've been doing a podcast, uh, at least I have, for uh, about nine years, and it's movies, video games, comic books, TV, anything that's genre or comic con kind of related uh, is what we cover. Uh, this is our passion, this is what makes us geeks, and um, we bring it to you guys every single week and have for years. So I'm um, Surprised if you haven't heard from us or heard about us. If you um, if you haven't though, welcome to Geekscape. And if you're a returning listener, thank you guys for sticking with us and also for sharing the show with your friends and uh, social media. Because I've seen the numbers uh, climbing. I know SoundCloud is a new thing for us, uh, and I love the people at SoundCloud for sponsoring us. But uh, those numbers are going up, and I'm happy about it because it's kind of our new frontier. Uh, if you're an old-time iTunes listener. Share that link, too. If you're listening on Stitcher, share that link, too. Whatever you guys can do to get Geekscape out there, we really appreciate it. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We've, we had a great summer. And towards the end uh, of the summer, we're here at Explo, which is a summer camp I went to when I was in high school. And you might be thinking to yourself, hey, aren't you a little old to be going to summer camp if you're in high school? Because isn't it like canoeing and stuff and the stuff that you do as a younger kid? But this is like a, a, a prep camp. And uh, I don't think I've talked about Expo a lot on the, on the show, uh, but it, it did play like a major part in my life. Uh, I went to Expo for two sessions, and it's kind of a college prep camp, or it's something that you, you know, there's a middle school version of it. But in the late 90s when I was in high school, I just aged myself, um, I went to it, uh, you know, with uh, other high school kids. But there were high school kids from like around the world, around the country. And, uh, and you visited colleges, you did a bunch of classes and things like that. And uh, for me, it was like the first time I'd actually seen a lot of people from outside of Texas, you know. And it kind of showed me like there was a bigger world that I could be a part of. And it played a crucial part of like opening my eyes. And uh, funny story, my first, uh, is, I don't know if this is PG or not, but it was my first French kiss was from X-Flow. And, uh, <laughs> and I've assembled a panel of not only uh, Expo counselors and students uh, for this live version, but, um, but this French kiss, actually, it, it lasted with me 
uh, in my life for almost, I guess, 20 years because uh, it was this Swiss girl. Like, we could barely actually talk to each other, but this Swiss girl, I remember, I remember there was a tour of Harvard, like Harvard campus in Cambridge, and as, as the Expo students do, like, you kind of, like, like, sneak away from the group, or you get free time to explore Cambridge or whatever, and we were sitting there, and it was an obvious kiss situation, and then all of a sudden I feel like this, like, tongue, and I, and I was like, whoa, what is that? And she's like, is, is French style? You know what I mean? And I was like, holy cow, and, and, and so, and so, like, like then I like left like five, like a week later or like four days later to go back to Texas, and I had these stories of this Swiss girl that I had dated at camp, and nobody believed me. Into my marriage, my wife did not believe that there was this like mystical Swiss girl that I had dated at Explo who had given me like my first French kiss, which I don't think is allowed. And um, in, in, in one day, so what happened is one day uh, we're back at my childhood home in, in Austin, and. She, and my wife is like, hey, listen, we got to get your, your room in order because your, your parents should be able to, like, use your actual high school room. shouldn't have a Michael Jordan poster in it, but it should be usable for, like, house guests and stuff. Like, let's give them their room back. So we had a day where we went through all my old stuff, and there's a box of the letters and things. This is pre-internet when I went to Expo. So if you wanted to keep in contact with all your camp friends, you had to mail letters or phone calls and stuff. And, and there was a box of all the letters I had from Expo. And my wife goes, holy crap and she pulls these two letters out of the box with the home return address in like sweden or switzerland and she's like that's the girl i had proof that the girl existed finally like i had physical evidence that this girl existed i don't remember her name (laughs) wendy who recorded recruited me to come this week maybe no, we can't. That's like cyber stalking. But, but, uh, but what's, what was great about Explo is it opened up my my world. And uh, this week I'm back. I'm like back at Explo, and I'm back as a scholar in residence. I'm like helping teach some writing classes and some filmmaking classes and acting classes. And it's 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 intense because I have such a nostalgic uh, place in my in my life for this. And it was really only like six weeks of my life. Uh, two ses- two three week sessions, and um, and I was walking with one of the teachers post class, and they're all college students, the teachers, and uh, and we're, we're walking, and I said, you know, like I'm a, last time I was here, I was a, I was a, a student in, in like a camp goer, now I'm returning as a scholar in residence, but when last time I was here, um, I worked at a comic store, and now I work in comic books, so like nothing has changed, except for this idea that like who you are is good enough for whatever you face in the future. And, and, and I was hit with like this moment of like profundity where I was like, wow, I, I just, all, like in, whatever was inside of me was ready for being who I wanted to be, but the outside world is the only thing that, that like met me in the middle. Does that make sense? Um, the other thing about Explo, and this one's gonna get like hardcore, is that like, the longtime Geekscape listeners know that I lost an older brother the summer before my senior year. I was packing for this camp the night I found out he was hit by a drunk driver. I was literally packing my bags for Explo. And I, I came to Explo like a, like a week late. And all the counselors were kind of eggshell, like, around me. They, were, they knew what had happened. And you're about to get another bad accent. But they ruined me with a French student 
right, in the dorms. And the dorms are, like, hot as hell. They have no air conditioning. They still don't have air conditioning. And I would, and I would have, like, these nightmares. In, like, the middle of the night, I would have these horrible nightmares that my brother would walk to the car and walk through me. And I couldn't stop him. And I would wake up at, like, 4 a.m., and all I could do was go into the shower and, like, cry. And I was, like, in the middle of the night, I was crying in the shower. And I would come back to the room, and I'd wake this guy up, and he's like, you shower? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's too hot. And I'm like, dude, I can't even begin to explain to you what, like, like I think they told him, but I, I don't know what it was. But, but what was important for me was that my entire world had just been overturned. And this allowed me a place where I could step away and kind of re-quantify my life and put the pieces, like start the road to putting my pieces back together, yet not tell me that, like, uh, that nothing was possible. Does that make sense? Like when your world comes crashing down like that, not a lot seems possible. And this was a place that told me just the opposite. It was like, you know, you're still good enough. You're still kind of the person you were last summer, and there's still possibility. Um, but, like, this is the is the beginning again and, and as I put myself emotionally back together to face what I call the second half of my life this was the beginning so when Wendy uh, who organizes like the scholar program and some of the alumni program uh, was like do you want to come back and teach it's like absolutely like it was it was incredible and and I jumped at it and now I'm here with you guys I'm teaching you guys for a few weeks or a few days I've been helping like it's just meant the world to me and it's been awesome. So I'm going to start up some mics. We got Richard Raya here who uh, teaches uh, English. Are you on there? Are you muted or not muted? I believe. Yeah, you're good. Okay, I'm good you're now. Good. Yeah. And then we got Max, one of the students. Hello. We've got Maddie, who we met at the uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament that we Hi organized there. for Monday night. And they're going to talk geek stuff. So, like, uh, Richard, straight up, what is Expo like for somebody who has never gone and, like, like you're one of the teachers here. Right, yeah. So I teach here, and I, I've, I've never gone. And I think uh, similar to how you jumped at the opportunity to teach here, uh, pretty similar story. I I know that the, the way I found out about Explo was a friend of mine was applying because she's very deep in, like, the res life world. She was applying to um, not teach but, you know, be one of the residential directors. And she was like, yeah, I'm applying to this weird camp. They ha- they're like, they have this class, like, narrative writing for video games. I was like, yo, what? Are they, are, they, are they still hiring? And the deadline was, like, that day. So, I actually, I think I applied a little bit late. But <laughs> they let you in. <laughs> they, let, they let me. I, I talked myself up enough. I tricked them into thinking I knew, I knew what I was doing. Right. But, um, and the first time I talked to you, I was like, dude, this guy rolls deep. <laughs> like, you're not one of these guys who's like, oh, yeah, I'm only going to talk to you guys about the Activision AAA title games. Mm-hmm. You know, you roll deep on video games. Yeah, man. I mean, like, the thing about these guys, though, is, it's like you were saying is uh, – I don't know, the wheel turned so fast, so these guys really, I think in most of my classes, not just the video game, are the ones like teaching me about like the, the new wave, the new front. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it's been exciting. What's great about Explo is I think it gives kids a chance to, to take their passions in their own hands in like an educational way. You don't normally get to see that over the summer. Yeah. So I'm less of like a, a, someone pouring knowledge on them and more like, like, a, like I'm a wall and their ideas are like a bouncy ball. And you know, like they're playing handball off of me. Or you're just guiding um, them. Yeah, you're, you're if just that. To channel if them that. To be trying to. versions of their own passions. Yeah. Which I think every student, I, I think every, in high, high school sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, we're geeks here, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Max, yeah. are you a geek? Definitely. <laughs> like, Maddie, are you kind of considered geek. a geek? Oh, absolutely. But you know how, like, at summer camp, it's like, nobody knows me. I can be whoever I want. 
And here, you don't need that. Does that make sense? Like, a lot of summer camps, you know the kids at summer camp when you yeah. went to summer camp who were like, I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm cool. And it's like, <laughs> that was how, how, that was how long are you? Multiple summers. But, like, how long are you able to keep up that facade? Not very long. Once I started talking anything. So. <laughs> like, wait, what? are you actually cool? But you know those people at summer camp? Right? Yes, Who, like, yes, claim to have uh, kissed the Swiss girl? Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, that was yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in summer camp, it's like nobody from back home knows me. I could be, like, the cool person here. But it's it's exhausting, and it's, and it's I think, something that, that I don't find very endearing in an individual. It's fairly insincere, and you, you see through it, right? Uh, and I think it's important for people in high school, and maybe that's some of you guys who are listening right now, it's, it's, it's important to know that, like I said earlier, who you are right now is good enough, and the world will meet you as long as you're sincere, you're a good person, you work hard. And by work hard, I don't mean lay brick. By work hard, I mean uh, work on your relationships, uh, work on chasing the things that matter to you, you know? And I kind of learned that here in a six-week period over two summers, which is strange to me, but... That's, I think that's what Horizons Expanding is all about. Very similar to me. Two years ago when I went to LA the first time, it was sort of when I noticed, yes, I am anti-white. Was it a matter of pride or was it a matter of like, I guess I'll give up pretending I have a cool accent and wear shades inside? No, Don Wapo. Did you have like a like a No, like no a, it was a more character? of a, I really never noticed before for that summer. Like, I wasn't ever into comics or anything like that. Here at Expo, I got into comics. I got in. I got more into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I was sort of into already. And I'm like, I am a geek, and I enjoy being a geek. And why have I been not been a geek for the past... Um, I think I was 12... No, I was 13 at the time. For the past 13 years of my life. Did you censor yourself in high school? Do you feel like? Do you, do you feel like it, like you were muting yourself out of like social pressures? Um, like, like, like back in high school, like, like you know, obviously it's everybody you've grown up with. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. the girl you like, or it's the friends you had who maybe moved on to other interests, and you had to kind of. Uh, in high school, uh, play the game, keep up with the Joneses, sort of be like, well, if that's what's cool at my high school, I have to be into it too. And it kind of steered you away from your well, true self? I go to a sort of weird school. It's called Friends Academy. It's small. I thought you were going to say the Xavier Institute for Gifted. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, no, right. laughs> I wish. But um, my school is basically made up of a bunch of people that are very accepting and very, and everyone's different and everyone's smart and it's a very small class. My class currently is about 65. Well, wow. um, And it will get to 90 at 12th grade. But it... I guess we'll let those kids in for the last year. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it was... It, it, but my class... School goes from, like, childcare to 12th. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's supposed to get to 90, but I really don't know how that's going to happen. Right. Um, but... So everyone's really accepting, and there aren't really, like, the cool kids that you will never talk to. Like, what you would call the cool kids at my school are still my friends. It's not like everyone is that. So So why here? Well, here I just noticed that I am a geek. Like, it's not where I noticed it's not cool not to be a geek. 
I just never before really noticed. There was enough time and freedom for you to put your hands on those interests and say, yo, this is what actually, this is what excites yeah, me. This like, is a whole new world like for me comics. to get into. Yeah, comics, like whatever. That kind of stuff. I never was really into that. Doctor Who, everyone loved Doctor Who back then. I think I watched it like a couple months before trying to get into it because my best friend loved it. And I'm like, no, I cannot watch this because Rose, it was just six minutes of her walking down a corridor. I'm like, no, this is so boring, and I turned it off. But then, like, a month or two after um, Explo, I it was, like, December 24th because it was the day the before. Well, it was the day before Matt Smith regenerated. Right. So they were doing this all-long, like, week-long, like, only Doctor Who special on BBC America. And I just found BBC America. It's like, that day is when I found it. So it was just Doctor Who, and I'm like... I'll watch this. I think this is what everyone liked at camp. And I watch it, and it is so good, and I just can't stop watching it. I stay up till like, 6 in the morning that night just watching BBC America, watching Dr. Are you going to be a singer? Um, no, I'm going into um, 10th grade. So you have a chance to go to Expo one more time, but your mom's probably going to be like, that's the one that led him to Doctor Who, and then his grades suffered. Like, that's the one who made him watch TV all night, and then his grades <laughs> suffered. No more Expo for him. Well, no, um, that's... I'm going – I should be allowed to go back t- two more years. If you, if you don't watch that Doctor Who, <laughs> it was your gateway to being a geek. And now all you do is buy comics and watch Doctor Who. And I'm telling you, it's awesome. Do yes. not lose that. I'm not, I'm not going. So, to. Maddie, you and I met at the uh, Mar- at the uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament. Yeah. We were the two not playing, but you had your Street Pass going. You had your 3DS. Yeah. And then when I asked you about video gaming, you started saying titles that were import titles that I've only heard on the Geekscape Games podcast from one of our hosts, Josh Jackson, who is like always talking about Danganronpa and like oh all gosh, those I games. Game. Like you love that game, Danganronpa. Yes. Okay, so like you're perfect. <laughs> um, what? How are things with you? Like back in high school and being a geek and. Keep in mind, like, a lot has changed in 19 years since I was in high school. And we've inherited the earth. And what's it like being a geek today in high school? Um, My high school, contrast to his, is a really big high school. Okay. Um, It's got a lot of people. And what's strange about it is that um, only one middle school fed into this high school. Sure. So I've known all basically the same people since sixth grade. So my friend group is literally, like, all of the geeks in the school. And it's kind of rocky in the friend group right now, so, like, there's really either have bad friends or no friends, which is kind of tricky. But they're all considered kind of geeky, but there's, but there's a rift. Is it Marvel DC? Like, what's, what's, tearing, what's tearing you apart? Marvel all the way. Uh, it's more like people are starting to like different things and are getting more split, mm-hmm. and it's hard to keep up. So high school's still high school, John. Yeah, high school's still high school. How much high school do you have left? I have... Two more years. I'm going into eleventh grade. Two more years, and um, and like, where do your passions lie? Like, like, is it, is the geek lifestyle something that you can celebrate in a profession one day? Like, is this something you're pursuing? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, I'm working on learning programming. Uh huh. Um, but also, I really like teaching at a elementary preschool level. Sure. You, you were there like three years ago. You know that, right? Like, like <laughs> it freaks me out how young you guys were. Like, how young you guys are? Because I'm like. Was I ever that young? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like, oh, I can't believe, I can't believe you guys see things in common with me. It's like a 36 year old man coming back to be your scholar because, guys, I blinked and I was you, but 
you know, it, it's crazy, but like externally there feels like a gap, but internally it feels like, hey, we're one tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, in that time, the geeks have inherited the earth. And in your case, in a small community, it's it's okay, and you guys are all kind of tight-knit, but in a bigger community, you guys start to stratify, yet you are going to hold the course, become a programmer, become a teacher, light the fires of the future generation. Um, like, like, as you look to, like, college and stuff like this, is this something that's, like, exhausting to you guys about maintaining? Or do you see college as, like, another chance to, like, reinvent yourself, discover more? What do you see, an expansion or, like... I see college as a way to expand my geekiness, and I'd really like to go to a college where I can do um, computer science, because I'm a computer geek, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I can do anything with computers. PC Master Race, or do you play consoles? (laughs) I am a (laughs) PC gamer, but I personally... This could get me like kicked out of the geek community. I am a Mac personally. I like. There are no games for the Mac. There are no games. What are you talking about? I don't play games on the Mac. I just like the Mac better. But for anything that's like gaming or programming, you do need a PC. So I have built my own PC. Okay. The cred's coming back. Don't worry. The cred's (laughs) coming back. No. Um, But I, I use PC for gaming and stuff because Macs just suck for that kind of thing. Come on, Apple. Just you could make so much more money if you just add, like, a gaming mode that just turns OS X right. into uh, Windows. Yeah. It, it, a Mac, like a, yeah, like, like a Mac Steam machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like and, and Maddie, uh, how about yourself? Like, um, how do you see yourself kind of traversing the ins and outs of growing into this as maybe an adult? Um, honestly, before this session at Explo, I was completely terrified of college. This is my second year at Explo, sure. but um, I... A few days ago, actually, I talked to one of my teachers, and she really made me feel a lot safer about college. Like, she talked to me about, like, her experience, and so now, like, I'm kind of excited. Right. Like, I feel like it's an opportunity to become who I really want to be. And what, I mean, what do you think is holding you? I mean, do you feel like you're holding back, or is it just, like, um, like, what, like what are your fears now? Or, or what is it? Is it your environment? Or um, Does mostly, that make sense? I'm just, like, afraid of, like, making the wrong choice. Like, right. there's so many choices, so if I do one thing wrong, I'm afraid that everything will be screwed up. Okay. Um, hmm. Richard, what advice would you have for Manny as, like, a counselor here? I would say drugs, right. bad choice. <laughs> yeah, let's go with the easy Early ones. alcohol abuse, bad <laughs> choice. Drugs, alcohol, Crocs. That dude in the fraternity, awful choice. <laughs> All right. Um, I personally think that would be better than alcohol or drugs, but... I don't know. This dude, he's going to try and supply you with both. <laughs> Bad choice. Bad okay, then All right. Yeah. Don't Sorority be chicks might be more of my problem. So don't be afraid to join the anime club at your college, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Okay? Um, bad choices, I think that's part of the process. And how bad do they ever get? I mean, I, th- I think what I'm hearing is also like right school, wrong school, right? Or like right career. Or and, and There's so many choices when you're this age that... You, you're barely in control of. I know though that like and I simplified it to like a bad Degrassi junior high episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think with me, you know, you could look at me, a guy from California, ended up going to school at a small liberal arts school in Minnesota, which a lot of people thought was like a bonehead move. Yeah. Um, and looking, you know, well, I just graduated a month ago, so you, if you ask anyone who just graduated from anything a month out, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, it sucked. I know in like a right. year I'm gonna be like, I loved that place, but <laughs> yeah. Um, looking back right now, despite the fact that I can say, okay, maybe that was a, you know a rough four years, 
the choices that you make in that situation are uh, part of the growth. They're part of the growth, and I think the thing that that really separates a geek from most other people is they know their passions and they sort of know their principles, and you carry that with you no matter what scenario you're in. So even if you're in a frozen great white wastecape, you know, with uh, no one around you and no friends, you know, hey. Man, he's angry. <laughs> Man, this part of yours did stink. No, 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 sweet. No. Um, you know, though, that no, no matter where you are, you're like, hey, I, yeah, like, right, I got my street pass going. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. going to, you know, I, I, I'm going to join up with, like, this group and this group, and I'm going to sort of just, like, be myself. It's and, a stronger sense of self. And let that attract to me the experience that I want. And that's true, and that's what happened. Right. And so I, You're a pillar in the storm. Yeah. Like, you're... Yeah, well, I don't even know what that means, but you get it. There you go. Like you're able. To, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop on that one. <laughs> but but you, yeah, your strong sense of self can kind of be your barometer. Right, and that things. and that's true no matter what you're interested in. But I think especially interests that are so um, immersive and so uh, thought provoking as like any sort of genre interest that that can really be a beacon that sustains you. Not to say there's no such thing as a bad choice and there's no such thing as a tough time, but also just knowing that you are who you are that's like that's your boat on the on you the have an identity seats. to bounce back to yeah yeah does that make sense yeah Thank like you. Yes. I, yeah i mean yeah. life is going to happen whether you're part of it or not you know what i mean sure. and and you don't want to look back and say i didn't embrace the opportunities that came to me unless they're that dude <laughs> like don't don't embrace him <laughs> like he's creepy and his friends are a little shifty <laughs> and don't, like, don't do it. Um, now you know my regrets from college. <laughs> he was not the Swiss girl. <laughs> I fell for his accent. No, um, and and so so, Maddie. Yeah, I, I think I think empowering is something that we we didn't talk about. But like this this stuff is this, this can be a very empowering experience. And like hmm. high school can be so many things to so many different people. Oftentimes, not empowering. And sometimes you find that in college, right? And it, when you actually stand on your two feet and mom and dad aren't there and the environment that you are familiar with isn't there, the, that, that's usually when that empowerment comes. So I, I always thought of that, you know, I'm, and I'm kind of just realizing this now, yeah. is like, oh, it was very empowering for me to first be able to step on my, stand on my two feet away from things and have, like, challenging ideas thrown at me. It elevated me. You know what I mean? Like, here we're at the Yale campus, and just walking around, you feel smarter. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. You just feel smarter, Absolutely. right? And I didn't, I didn't think I could go to those schools. Like, I really thought I was going to go to, like, UT or maybe another public school in Texas. Nothing's wrong with those schools. UT is, obviously, I ended up in film, and it's a phenomenal film program. Um, but something like Penn was never on my radar. It just wasn't. And it was a counselor from this program who went to Penn and was like, oh, yeah, yeah cool school you can do it i was like wait a minute and i absolutely remember getting the early application for penn and i took it to my career counselor like my college counselor at, at high i mean i had a 600 person graduating class in a 5-8 texas public school and she took one look at the pen educate at the like the pen application and she literally goes do you know your gpa <laughs> <laughs> yeah and at that point, all I could think of was like, but I was told otherwise. And so I said, listen, I came to you. I'm asking you to fill out the application. I'm going to ask two teachers for the recommendation letters. And I need you to fill this out. It was like I put my foot down. And I walked out of that, that office and I was like, sink or swim? 
F yeah. Like, I'm a hell man now. yes. <laughs> and then, like, I, re- I remember, like, you remember that date, the, uh, the, the, the December 21st. 24th. 24th. Like, the day before, day before Christmas. <laughs> so, so like, one, like, like the Christmas. date, literally two days before Christmas, I got in. I got the letter that I got in. And I remember because my brother just drove, my brother Paul just drove, like, our, the car that we shared, like, off our driveway into, like, a, a creek bed. So, <laughs> so, like, he had an opposite day. I had a great day. And I remember opening it, opening the letter, and it was like, you, you've got accepted. And what I thought was, holy crap, my brother just drove the car into the creek bed. And then my next thought was, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to a school I never thought I was able to go to. And then my third one was, like, I, I kind of want my career counselor to eat this with salt. <laughs> like, I, I remember it was Christmas break. And I, I like, wanted it. I, like, I walked, walk in, I walked like, in. the door down. It was like the here. first stop. Was that it was her office. And I was like, dude, something really weird happened. You told me I couldn't, and I did. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was literally the worst career counselor I've ever. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what. You know what? She probably dated that dude in the fraternity. <laughs> like, she's, pro- she, you know, she probably dated that guy. Like, Maddie, don't do it. <laughs> Maddie, what are you playing right now? Like right video now? games. Like, uh, what's your do? What's your thing? Video games. Right now, I'm replaying Virtue's Last Reward. Nice. Yeah, you know what it is, Richard, because you're real deep. Well, one of my, yeah, one of my kids can't stop talking to me about it. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah. I forget his name. Well, like, explain it to our audience. Like, you're playing it on 3DS. Yeah. Um, Virtue's Last Reward is the second game in the Xeroscape series. Okay. Um, the that clears game. it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like Geekscape, but it's Xeroscape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first game is Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, or Nine and Nine for short. Um, sure. Both of them... Why do they do that to us? And I know it's not just translation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It doesn't get that way from translating it from Japanese to English. It was just as weird a title in Japanese. It was made, yeah. if not weirder. Right. Anyway. In Japanese, Virtue's Last Reward was Good People Die. Uh, <laughs> sure. Man. They pull no punches. Damn. <laughs> wow. The real stuff. The real stuff. Yeah, lots of people die in these games. And it's an RPG? Uh, it's party-based a, RPG or what? It's a visual novel. Okay. With puzzle sections. Okay. So, like, there's the story parts where it's, like, a visual novel, and then story bits where you have to, like, escape rooms. And you okay. learn information about the story through both. And how, and how many in the series have you played? I've played two, because mm-hmm. there's only two. Okay. The third game was originally canceled a year ago, but... On July 3rd at Anime Expo, it was confirmed finally the third game is going to happen. You're stoked. It's so exciting. I think that happens. Like, like weren't you telling me that the American uh, audience for these games, because maybe our greater population numbers in like, like the, the, the bigger market, the, our know. potential market for these games, uh, are causing a lot of these Japanese titles that aren't originally going to be either made or even imported, it causes this kind of 180? Yeah, originally it was canceled because they projected not enough profit from the Japanese fans. Mm-hmm. So the American fans rallied back and were able to convince them to I bet this is going to be Half-Life 3 all over again. I don't know. The Half-Life 3 stuff does not look promising. That being no. said, um, what Japanese games are still like over there or you know, uh, are, are uh, still localized to Japan that you would love to see and maybe brought over to the U.S.? Um, I'm really hoping for the new Ace Attorney game to get localized. Like sure. it just came out in Japan, so that obviously not like right an away. Obvious. Don't, don't like, you think that one I'm has a good chance? Excited. Well, the um, the most recent Ace Attorney game from before it, I'm forgetting, Dual Destinies, um, right. almost didn't get localized. So really, yeah, I'm really glad that one did. <laughs> wow, that seems like an obvious one. That's like not localizing a Professor Layton game. You know, it seems like that yeah. those would have an audience over here. Well, one of the um, Ace Attorney games, one of the offshoot games, Mile Desworth Investigations, the second one didn't get localized. Hmm. 
so I've played a fan translation online. Nice. You, so you, that's what I was saying. Like I'm, uh, I forget. I was telling a student. I was like, I'm kind of too lazy to like do the translation thing because they sit there with like a translation book and they literally sit there and translate the whole thing. Now a fan translation version does that mean that a, a, a player has literally ripped the game uh, and translated it in the game and then re put it onto the 3DS as a downloadable title? Um, they didn't put it like on the DS. They have it like you can play it on emulator. On an emulator. Okay, so you bought it you played it on a PC or a Mac. Yeah, Mac. Okay. Okay. Uh, police, she's the one who pirated the game. <laughs> right here. She's the one. You know her cuz uh, Geekscape is you can't see this, but she's currently wearing caution tape. For some reason she's wearing caution tape around her head and I was like her mind is dangerous. Yeah, Her yeah. mind is a crime scene. She's Brain wearing it like a bit. Caution. You will be lost in here. Yeah. yeah. You will. Step into my world. It's, <laughs> it's fractured. She's like, yeah, now she's like a late 90s band. You know what I mean? She's like a Limp Bizkit. Uh, but that's an interesting case for localization, though, that, you know, fans are going to get their hands on it anyway. And like, right. you're missing out on a market by not. By not marketing that yourself. But sometimes the cost they're gonna is go too around. prohibitive yeah. to, to do that kind of work. So just let the fans do this. Yeah, <laughs> let yeah. them. My, my <laughs> we'll let them pirate us. My entire school, all the time, any class, during class, they are on their computer playing some emulated game. It's usually Pokemon for some reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I but like for, they for some love reason. emulating games on their computer. Well, they're not the kids that you'd expect to be still playing Pokemon. Right. Oh, please, everyone's still playing Pokemon. I know. Everyone plays Pokemon. You own a dog? You're playing Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) You own a pet? You're playing Pokemon. (laughs) Buster, use Chomp. Yeah. Literally, my water bottle has a Sylveon on it sitting right there. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. So, Maddie, you're going to go to some of the other events here at at Expo, and we can rotate you out of the pug. Are you into that? Yeah. You've been a great guest. Thank you. You've got your Geekscape shirt. You're going to be, you, hey, you're going to be representing pretty well. It's very fashionable. Thank Super you, swaggy. Yeah. It's the lady with the caution tape around her head says it's very fashionable to wear a Geekscape shirt. <laughs> you're set. <laughs> she's, she's like a criminal mummy. <laughs> a criminal like, mummy, yeah. She's literally wearing that's, police no, that's, tape that's, around her head. That's very apt. <laughs> I sort of want to see that. Like, like a caution tape mummy. mummy. Yeah. No, I sort of want to see that. A caution yeah. tape mummy. I want to see like... the, mu- like, the worshippers of that mummy are. Like, who's like, let's wrap our, let's wrap our pharaoh in caution tape. Uh, wow. Maddie, you've been a great guest. Thank you. I think you. we've got to bring up Fisher. We've got to bring Fisher up here. Uh, okay. I met Fisher because he is one of the film students. Uh-huh. And I, I came here and I started teaching a film class. Fisher was one of the thespians and one of the directors and one of the i mean you do everything you know when it's a small group so come on maddie you've been fantastic thank you very much thank you awesome all the men fell in love with her all the listeners fell in love with her when she started talking about the japanese import game they're like wow this is a girl this is awesome josh jackson your marriage is in question i'm kidding that's that's my <laughs> Take care, guys. That was my, that's my uh, that's Bye. that's one of the co-hosts of our video game centric, like video game focused podcast. Mr. Mr. Danganronpa, right? Oh, Danganronpa! Every time he says Danganronpa, Comic Con, I was just running around yelling Danganronpa. <laughs> I don't even I didn't even know what it was. And then one of the I'm representatives sorry. from the PR company for the game came and introduced themselves at my booth and was like, "Hey, we'd love to do anything with Geekscape." Uh, we heard you running around yelling our name. Yeah, well, well, they were like, they were like, uh, they also do the printy games. Mm. So you know the the little blue penguin. 
No. Like the, the printing game. So she was wearing a printing stuff, and I was like, oh, printing. And she gave me her card, and she goes, yeah, we also do Danganronpa. And I almost started laughing. Nice. I was like, oh, you do that game that I was running around downtown San Diego, like yelling without context. <laughs> okay. It's Geek Spring Break down there in San Diego, and it gets crazy. And I do not drink alcohol. I have no excuse for doing that. So, Fisher, introduce yourself to the Geekscapists. Uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your background? Like, what's your, what's your story? Into the mic, sir, please. What, what do you want me to say, though? Well, just, uh, like, what are you into? You're a filmmaker. You're here for film. You're also a musician. Yeah, I do music. I do film. I cosplay. I go to conventions. You do cosplay. Uh, one of our yeah. first big conversations was about Spider-Man. So yeah. uh, your mic, point, point the mic at you. See how, yeah, there you go. You got, you got it. You got it. So, so we were talking Spider-Man. Spider-Man's your favorite character of all time. Why? Uh, most relatable. And ever since I was little, like, I remember the first movie I ever saw in theaters was the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. That doesn't make me feel old at all. Congratulations. That's very similar to me. My first PG-13 movie I remember going to in a theater, or I think it was that I ever went to in a theater, was Iron Man 1. Oh, you know what? Uh, I need Maddie to come back here with that uh, police tape because I'm going to use it to hang myself. Uh, You guys have made me feel ancient. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) The first PG... I know what year it was. I I was eight. Oh, my goodness. You know what? It's a PG-13 movie. You shouldn't have been watching. Oh, goodness gracious. I remember watching that movie with... VJ, who used to tape like the first year of Geekscape. Goodness gracious. Second year, third year. Jesus. Oh my God. The podcast is almost as old as you are. Um, so, Fisher, what is it about Spider Man that you enjoy? I know it was your first movie that you saw, the first superhero movie, but like, what is it that resonated with you? Uh, I don't know. I just, I've been cosplaying ever since 2009, ever since mm-hmm. I was in middle school. And um, closer to your mouth, sir, please. Um, yes. Last year, I had a convention coming up, and I was like, I should I should do a new cosplay this year. And I was really debating between Deadpool or Spider-Man. Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool all the way. Uh, uh, all right. Deadpool's and, um, way more You're violence prone. <laughs> and then I remember looking at all the Comic-Con stuff and seeing Deadpool everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right. No, he's so everywhere. I was like, why not be more original and do Spider-Man? Right. So I ended up just getting a cheap Zentai suit off of some Chinese website and uh it came packed in heroin don't worry about it like <laughs> what so it's Spider-Man it's, he's arguably the most popular character in comic books and you had to go to you had to import it from China well unless oh. you want like one of those yeah. Halloween oh we got it I got muscle. it hey Max you're holding the, uh, hold the mic around here so they don't hear it the, okay, the, yeah. your thumbs oh you're all good though but okay. so so you get this this costume from China you open it up it's got like powdered panda bone and like all <laughs> sorts of weird <laughs> like like drugs in it uh, and then you go to your first convention in cosplay it's not my first convention it'd be it was my if it wasn't this is my sixth year going to this convention but in costume in Spider-Man costume right and uh, I loved it so much, and it was a uh, it was a really cheap costume, like mesh eyes. Uh, the it had a Superman logo out. on it. <laughs> it's like one of those like knockoffs you see, and, like you know, and, like you, you guys ever been in Mexico, and it's like a Superman. It's like a Batman glued onto a He Man body. You know? <laughs> and I really, and then after the convention, I was like, I really like cosplaying Spider Man. Right. So I went. And ordered some of those uh, cheap Spider-Man glasses where it looks like his eyes. I cut those out, painted them, and glued them onto the mask like lenses. And then Puff painted the entire suit. 
Whoa. With uh, silver and black. So uh, there you're an official cosplayer. Like, you are augmenting a costume to make it more, like, unique or more, uh, uh, I would say, loyal to the comic. Your vision of the character. <laughs> Dude, you're a cosplayer. Congratulations. That's insane. I'm somebody who does not cosplay. And the cosplay, the rise of cosplay at cons really has, has caused... Um, I think people have embraced cosplay because if you're at a Comic-Con, you really should embrace yeah. basically anything because everyone's a geek. And, you know, uh, 20 years ago, we were all at the bottom, and now we're here. But now we're uh, – but, but, co- but the, the, the prevalence of cosplay has just – that's been the last three, four, five years, yeah. and you're a part of it. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah. I've what is it beyond – like what excites you about it? Is it the crafting? Is it the expression? Is it – like what, what is it? Convince um, me. With me now, my like main character to do is Spider Man. Uh-huh. I uh, I've been going to Expo for two years, and both years I've wrung my Spider Man suit. Uh-huh. Um, should have worn it, dude. Should, you should, you, you, you should, uh, like, I'm a little part of me is hurt right now. No, yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> um, but I think my favorite part is now doing Spider Man is just getting to be the character mm-hmm. as much as I can. I, I love. Like, not just getting into the costume, but also getting into character. I guess that actually helps with filmmaking for getting into a role. Yes, yeah, yeah, seeing the perspectives. And um, also just, like, seeing seeing kids run up and everything. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's really excited. Cool. Yeah. Because I remember when I was little, I always looked up to Spider-Man, so it's kind of cool to be on the other side of that. Right. I think we had this conversation, like, Spider-Man is the most representative of, of us. Obviously, Superman is... Uh, like a like a almost god, yeah. He's so powerful. Although I, th- I any kid who dresses like Spider Man or Superman, I love because <laughs> it's obvious they want to be good people. Anybody who dresses like Batman scares the hell out of me, <laughs> like, because they're like, I'm just I have billions of dollars, but instead I think I'll just go punch people in the face. It's like, wait, that's how you're gonna solve crime? Like you are not thinking about the big picture here, pal. You're thinking about your own rage prone issues. <laughs> um, but what scares me maybe more than Batman. Is Deadpool? Oh, <laughs> like, yes, like Deadpool, definitely. Deadpool, Deadpool is a very demented thing, to and he's put exploded on. at conventions. Oh, like yeah, the, like the Deadpool corpse at conventions. It. It's is, only been I personally, the past you, few years. It's as only well. been the past few yeah, years. Yeah, no, I personally usually cosplay as the Eleventh Doctor. Sure. Because about last year, um, I was going to S. I mean NYCC, which was my second um, Comic Con, which it was my first real Comic Con. Um, not any eternal con like weird sure, thing. Sure. Um and I was like, I really want to cosplay. So it's about a week out and my dad's like, if you want to cosplay, you need to order the things. And I'm like, okay. And I go online. Well, your dad's I, pushing you for that. No, my dad doesn't push me for it. He's like, if you want to, just do it. And he I go online, I found like a cheap like forty dollar, which is isn't really cheap, but relative sure. to what these tweed jackets cost. I'd personally like the purple one better, but you can't find those anywhere. I get a really like good tweed jacket, like forty dollars used, and I get the fez. Like it's really awesome fez. Just don't like my fez is awesome. Um, <laughs> I get like a pair of like black jeans from um from from I think it was Macy's, the Levi's section, um, and I get a like. If you want to make your own, he's telling you exactly how. <laughs> I got like a blue shirt. I got a blue button-down shirt, and then I 
already had the bow tie. Bow ties are cool, and my family is just known for bow ties. For your family, what? No, my dad has one on every single day. Your dad's like a villain from an old movie. (laughs) Oh, no, he has the mustache, too. Really? Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Keep talking in the mic, but like... You were raised by an evil villain. You know that, right? Like, like, like how do you meet your mom? Tying her to a railroad track? Like, like what is going on here? He's like, I guess the, I, I won't let the train get her. All right, never mind. I kidnapped you, then I fell for you. Let's have a son together. One day, will you grow a mustache? Um, no. Is your dad I, an inventor? <laughs> no, he's a party planner. Okay, <laughs> that's close. Um, but he also Did you do, like magic we, and stuff. We used to call him Captain Weirdbeard because he had the oh, weird. You're an MVP right now. He used to have the weirdest beard, so we called him Captain Weirdbeard. And when I was younger, I actually thought I was going to make a comic on his weird beard. It was like it was a thing. He was Captain Weirdbeard. He had this like weird like beard that went down like that. And just, like it's that. I can't like describe it. It was super weird. You broke him, man. You broke him. <laughs> you broke. I just see him at parties, like, like pulling scarves out of stuff. No, it wasn't long. It was just like a really like it was small. It went a little bit down. And it twirled up, and it was like it was a weird beard. No, we got the weird beard part. Trust me, we definitely got that. Your dad had a weird beard. That, that is a Batman supervillain right there. Dude. Oh my god. He only recently got the mustache. He's like, I need wax. <laughs> it's really it's funny. Max, it's I like love you. The, the, the mustache isn't cool. And my dad's like, yes, it is. It's like, it, Dude, your dad is an original like OG geek. I, like, he, he's the one of the ones who like, has a great sense of self. It, well, Just he like doesn't his son. do anything like geeky. He doesn't particularly he does. like the he Marvel does. universe. He does. Trust me, he does. <laughs> he doesn't particularly like the Marvel universe. He's fine with it and all. He, but he's like, he's like the only Marvel universe um, thing that I've ever liked, that I ever enjoyed going to, was Ant Man. Your dad said that? Yeah. But now, how do you feel about this Deadpool trailer that just came out? Oh my God, it was so good. No, did you see this, I, Fisher? Yeah, I saw it uh, last night. And you saw it? I made sure to watch it like before showing up. I, I, I knew watched, it was going to come up. What do you guys think? You guys I, watched I watched the Red it. Band one, right? Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. the Red Band one. I just took 30 minutes today, and I'm like, I'm just going to rewatch this as many times as I can for the next 30 minutes. And I just watch it because I've watched the Leak one at least 50 times. With the Stan Lee voiceover the, the, Yeah, the Stan yeah. Lee, vo- the w- one from SDC. I saw it leaked because right. I was here. Um, and I watched it leaked like at least 50 times. And that one was awesome, but I couldn't really see much of it. And I just love um, the guy from um, from Silicon Valley. Yeah. He has the best lines in it. It's so good. I thought the trailer was hilarious. Um, it was an it, awesome it, trailer. He does like faithful version of that character. Shot. And, I, and, and it's not yes. even a character I wanted a movie of. But <laughs> I didn't want a Deadpool movie. I didn't really care if it was a Deadpool movie or not. But he was so... Well, Badly done. I, and, I would, and yeah, no, I wouldn't have yeah. cared like, about having you gotta a fix it. I, yeah. I, he's my favorite comic book character, but I wouldn't have cared about a movie if they didn't have just massacred him in Wolverine Origins. Right. He's called a merc with a mouth, and they sewed yeah, his they mouth. Yeah, they sewed his mouth. Shut. <laughs> yeah. That is literally. That's a good point. I at, um, at Kineticon this year, we went on a trip earlier. I love uh, that this, the I love that this camp took you guys to a comic convention. There was. 
there was this one guy that had this awesome photo, and I'm like, I really want that. It was a poster, and I'm like, I really want that, but it's going to get crushed in some point. Yeah, um, first session. So, cool. um, so first session, they brought you guys to a comic con. Yeah, the Kineticon. It was awesome. Um, oh, but there was why, why really, was it really, Oh, yeah, it was a San Diego Comic Con. There was a really, really cool um, f- like poster, and it was basically the real Deadpool with the Deadpool from Wolverine Origin. And it's basically Deadpool saying, seriously, man, uh, I don't have any of the abilities you have, except yeah, for regeneration. Like, and you also Pulse? sewed your mouth shut. What are you? And it's like, mm, he's, mm, he's trying to so, talk. So this is an artist who made this poster? Yeah, an artist. Wow. And it was an awesome poster. I took the, his card because I want to order one. Right. Because it was such a great poster. Now, I just knew it would get crushed. Now, here. Fisher, uh, what was it about the, the trailer that you liked? Um, just how deadpool it was. Like yeah. how close to the comics it was. It was R. Yeah, want, you can't do a Deadpool yeah. without an R rating. It, it, that was He's like, a pretty. I did uh, like the uh, trailers trailer it had. Yeah, the did teaser. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, we posted all that stuff on Geekscape. Oh, did you? And uh, if, if you guys are keeping up, even though I've been here, Derek and the team have been doing a great job of updating the site and putting that stuff up on the site. They're they're probably doing a better job without me. I haven't than seen they do the without with me. Trailer. So, um, yeah, that's, there's a teaser for great. the tra- the, t- the trailer. Uh, what was like the moments in the trailer that like made you like kind of pop and be like, whoa, this is sick? Uh, the Green Lantern reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't get to see it. No, what? no, 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 no you watched it the, thirty the, minutes the, over and over again. No, it's yeah. in the trailer. He goes, in the main oh, trailer. He don't make like we're gonna give you powers, and he goes, don't make go. Oh, oh yeah, no. You mean the real one? I haven't seen like the. I haven't seen the um, fit. I haven't seen the, the, the like forty teaser. second teaser. No, no, I it's in this. That. It's in this. Oh yeah, no. Trailer. So yeah. you mean the okay? The reference to the glowing yeah, suit, the glo- animated yeah, don't, or whatever. Don't make my super suit green or animated. You know what I'd forgotten was that there was a Col- that I remember them saying that Colossus was in the movie when they were putting the movie together yeah. and right. casting and stuff like that. And I was like, what? And then seeing him in the trailer, I was like, that's my favorite X Man. <laughs> yeah. Like they put Colossus in there. This is awesome. One, but one of my favorite lines from the SDC. Um, SDCC teaser, I mean, not teaser, just sure, sure, trailer, sure. Yeah. was when um, the little kid said supersonic teenage warhead, and he, yeah. and he just, like, repeats the name, and he's like, That's a character the? for the book, and now she's yeah, in I know, this. But yeah, I know, I love how he, like, responds to that, but they never actually... He's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, no, he's like, uh, he's like, what the... And then he says the S word. There are counselors in front of me, can't so... Say that well, gotcha. I'm able to say it, but just... We're going to send you home early. The, yeah, I know. Your parents final, are out. Uh, final days rules. You're out. Yeah. Bye. Um, is there any chance that this movie is not going to do well? Because everybody was excited. Like, think about it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Remember how excited we were for Scott Pilgrim or some of these comic book movies that almost seem almost too targeted to a narrower part of the comic book fan base? I could is there a chance that it could fall into too small of an audience? I think what would happen is that the comedy would be trying too hard. Right. That's that's what I could see going wrong with the film. And I gotta admit, yes, like definitely. I wasn't a fan of some of the jokes. Like I didn't think the um, Rosie O'Donnell joke, yeah. like, Gina Carano, like worked because Gina Carano is stunning. <laughs> you know, like she's awesome. And uh, the Posh Spice joke felt a little dated, but other than that, this was a pretty spot on trailer. Yeah. Uh, how much of these Marvel movies or comic movies that are part of this enormous resurgence, I can't even call it a resurgence because it's been here for so long, how much of that is though has to lend itself to the fact that these are PG-13 movies and you can bring kids to them? And well, is that going to be the, like, the, the, the drawback about, here? I think the thing about the Deadpool is that they're doing this 
to make people like Ryan Reynolds or anybody that's a Deadpool fan happy after they did, just massacred him in Wolverine Origins. Sure, but like you're playing so into a base I that might be limited. Think, I think that they are limiting them, but I think they're doing it because this really is something that a lot of people will go to. It might limit it to the people that are kids that love going to MCU things. Sure. But this isn't MCU. This is Fox. This is yeah. people that do X-Men. X-Men isn't as like out there as MCU currently. Well, it was a bigger thing for It's pretty massive. People. It's massive. It, it's been around longer. But that's the thing. It's also been around longer. It's been Are you shaving it down? That's what I'm asking. Like, like for the fans of X-Men who went to see Days of Future Past, we're going to go see Apocalypse. Are you, shaving, are you narrowing that audience to a point where it's not commercial? My argument why it will work is at the end of the day, it's just a kick-ass action movie. And yeah. kick-ass yeah. action movies don't have a shelf life. They, don't, I mean, they have an audience called kick-ass action movie audiences. And if, and if, that is their, if Deadpool's their entry point into maybe comic book movies that they've been resistant to, yeah. then we may be seeing a brand new... This may be opening the Never. door for a, a, a harder-edged... Uh, 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 cinematic take on a lot of these. I've never I, I, thought of it that way, like how this could be a entrance point to kick-ass action movies that are comic movies being done with. Because um, kick-ass like, actually didn't do well in the theaters. Did it, it made not? a lot. Of, it made a lot of money yeah. in home video and, and, yeah. and stuff like that because it obviously justified enough to risk taking the sequel, and then the sequel kind of took the air out of everything because that didn't do well either. But. Maybe this is the one that, that it's like, okay, we're going to take comic book properties. Yeah, we're going to make family versions of these things, like the animated Spider-Man that Sony's putting together. Yeah. We're going to make uh, big versions of these with PG-13. They're going to be the big MCU books uh, or MCU things. We might go a little darker, more cinematic or, or filmic with the DC stuff because that stuff seems like it has a little bit more... It's more dark. Yeah, it has a little more weight to it. And then for the people who really like the adrenaline rush and love our movies and love hardcore stuff, yeah. there's Deadpool. Well, I mean, it just... Everybody says that, there's, that we're going to burn out on superheroes, but I think what it's proving is that there's all sorts of dynamic yeah, elements to it. Yeah, superheroes are all yeah. different. You can't really burn out on superheroes. If you're bored of the Iron Man thing, you can go and you could do Deadpool or you can go and do X-Men. Guardians. Or Guardians. Which is Guardians weird, was fresh. super different. Maybe not even a superhero movie. That's like a Star no, Wars. That was way more like Star Wars. That was basically Star Wars. <laughs> it, no, no, I, don't I wait. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, we got some Star Wars fans no. up here. Wait, no, that was basically a newer, different version of Star Wars now based towards how it can merge with comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians was never a popular comic. No. No one liked it, really. No, and, and, and that wasn't even the version that was a long time yeah. Yeah, comic. That was, that, like, that Star Wars like, wasn't introduced yeah. to... No, that was, like, 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 uh, that was yeah. only towards like the, the, the last ten years. Like, Yeah, it really... They went out on the limb, and they came back more than successful. They came back with a new hit. They, mm-hmm. we, this is one of their biggest things they've ever done. So and the other well, one big movie that I have to mention because I saw it right before I came here was Mission Impossible Five, and it. I don't want to. I don't want it. the podcast to come out and the topical movie not be mentioned. But I went to see my Mission Impossible Five, and just to make a quick review. Uh, it is as fun as the last three Mission Impossible movies have been, like three, four, and five. Like I guess the ones that Bad Robot has produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys are a fan of three and, fi- and four, you guys are going to have a lot of fun at five. It's got huge stunts, um, and I think Chris McQuarrie did an awesome job directing it, which I thought he would do with Jack Reacher. I thought he did an awesome action movie with Jack Reacher. 
Um, it's fun. It feels a little long in places because you're kind of chasing MacGuffins to unlock different things. Like, oh, we, we need to get this, but the only way to get to it is this high security thing, which we have to figure out how to get into. And then with that device, we're going to use it to get into this thing, and then we're going to con this person. <laughs> and So it, it, it has parts where it feels like, uh, and there was an, a really good article, I have to find it, but I shared it. Uh, I didn't share it on the Facebook group, I will. Um, there's a really good article on some, some of the problems of these blockbuster movies uh, and how when you make a blockbuster movie, the thing you have to ensure the for, like most as a studio is you have to ensure the release date and you have to ensure that you have enough huge set pieces and effects for the trailer because those are the things that are going to sell your opening weekend because the following weekend, someone else is going to have that weekend. They're pretty much going to win that weekend with another big giant monstrosity. So the responsibility of these studios is release date, effects. So what ends up happening is they generate the effects before they've really finalized the draft, uh, uh, like a draft, a shooting draft of the script, and they've really not hi- really hired the director yet. Mm-hmm. The director pretty much comes in knowing that these VFX sequences have already started to go down the, the, the assembly line. Their job is to work with the actors, and the writer's jobs are to kind of take these big set pieces that you see in the trailer and connect them with as logical a script as possible <laughs> but it's it's tough because now you're making these blockbuster movies in a very inorganic way that does not start with character and does not start with story and I think the the big example I saw in this article was Jurassic World versus Jurassic Park. Jurassic World had a ton of action in it but it didn't have a whole lot of suspense at least in my opinion meanwhile Jurassic Park 1 only had two really amazing sequences in it the Tyrannosaurus Rex chase and then the raptors in the kitchen sequence and it, they were very suspenseful because you got a lot of these moments in between where you get to spend time with characters. And I think Guardians had a great mix of it. I think Ant-Man had a great mix of it. But things like but things like Age of Ultron, yeah. it starts to feel kind of like, wait a minute, you guys are... And it, and it felt long. Mission Impossible flirts with that problem, but I think they do such a good job of having Tom Cruise, who's a star and he's charismatic, Simon Pegg, who's incredible... And just really creative set pieces and really creative um, writing to get you th- between those set pieces. So if you guys are a fan of everything that's, you know, if you guys are basically a fan of the last three, four, and five, I think five is is on par with three and four. Some people are arguing it's the best mission possible yet. I thought it was a lot of fun, and you guys deserve to see it in the theater because the, the pieces are huge. And seeing Tom Cruise hang from a jet is <laughs> crazy. I'm uh, not actually sure which Mission Impossibles I've seen. I know I've seen Sometimes they feel like the same movie. Yeah, no, because they're basically all have the same plot points. It's basically um, drugs, <laughs> right? Wait, no, drug well, uh, I would say planet-threatening devices. Yeah, planet-threatening devices. Um, what movie are you watching? Um, oh, wait. Well, where's your head? Something else. I don't know what. Are you what. thinking about Fast and Furious? Bad Boys no, no, 2. No. Yeah, he's thinking of Bad Boys <laughs> Why were they going no, through Cuba? No, um, yeah, plot turning to like big devices, um, being kicked out of the agency or like just yeah, like there's that. being like yeah. with not being like ex agency. Yeah, now um, Baldwin's a good like, addition in this. They all Does just this like America Winter Soldier. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh Captain America Winter Soldier was an amazing. I am personally a Marvel fanboy. Hello, so. Max. <laughs> I know you are. I know um, you are. Are you the guy who likes Iron Man three? 
What? I like. <laughs> yes, I am. I am the guy. I am the guy that liked. I, I, I also like the, the, the Avengers. I don't see. I, I mean, I like the, 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 the listeners of the Ultron. podcast just groaned. They're like, Jonathan mentioned Iron Man three. I, I, Here's thirty I, minutes. They, we don't want to listen wait, to again. I, I I also like Age of Ultron. I'm not going to say like they Age were the Ultron. best. I or I like Age of Ultron. I'm not going to say they were the best MCU movies, right. but they weren't. <laughs> bad like they weren't hey we should just not talk about it i like iron man 3 guys I keep in mind when movie. i went to expo bat nipples were going on okay oh god. like, like <laughs> oh god guys, that was a terrible point in ex- our history ex- guys as expo students understand now you were in a geek <laughs> golden a age terrible point when i was an history. expo student i remember one of the trips to the theater we watched Waterworld. <laughs> yeah um, actually that was I our was big summer blockbuster se- i was both here i was here for both sessions and we and only 50 people got to go to a movie ever i don't remember there ever being another movie well i remember the, the choices they threw us was Waterworld, and then i think i think we and then i think uh, the other one the next one was independence day which i like but the state of superhero movies oh, was pretty dismal I'm in 95 and 96. I'm, we are talking bad nipples. Like, I'm, I'm like, actually personally it was bad. not a DC fan. I didn't like the the trio of um, Batman Nolan movies. Nolan movies? Okay. Yeah, the Nolan movies. Uh, Batman Begins is okay, awesome. But Dark Knight, for the I most part, is really awesome. I really do not like – I'm not a big fan. I'm not going to say I don't like them, but I'm just not the kind of person that would ever go to one of those movies – like just to go, I. I mean, wait, wait, I mean, I mean, go now, if somebody movies, had a gun to my head, like, wait, how else? How else would you go to those movies I if mean, not? To, what are you go talking? To those, I mean, go to those movies on like opening day. I go to opening day for every single MCU movie. Right. Um. I don't. I usually for um for movies <laughs> like. Uh, that are DC. I usually wait till they're online and I can watch them for free. Nice. Please, he's right here. Uh, you know what? Like that's, that's, <laughs> the second you're going to get kicked out he of wait, the school. He waits until he can find a good torrent. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's guys, what you know I what? Do. I, I can't wait to, for you guys to go to college, have your dreams come true, get disposable income so you guys aren't pirating movies anymore. You understand <laughs> you're hurting. Pirating you're hurting He's like pirating hurting Green Lantern. Me. Like, I don't know what. Like, like, he, don't, he, you understand that Richard wants to like go into video games. I am in film. Like, Fisher I, wants I to go. Pi- you are hurting us. Wait, I don't pirate. Pirate things unless I've seen them before. Like I paid for them. Like I, you know, they want you seen, to just pay for it again, right? I've seen, yeah, no, I've seen <laughs> Ant Man twice in theaters, and I think I've watched it like three I've more times. I've done my part. I've watched it like three more times. Do you want to save time and just punch Fisher's dreams in the face? FX, it always comes on. Do you, <laughs> let's just save time. Just punch Fisher's dreams in the face right now. <laughs> you know, because you know, I, I heard a student today. Keep in mind, like I loved directing music videos, and that. Like the music industry completely took my dreams of continuing to, to direct music videos away because the budgets just fell apart as the music industry fell apart. And I had a student uh, in the, one of the expo classes, and somebody mentioned Napster. Oh, we were talking about Silicon Valley, which is amazing. Oh my God, I love that show. Yeah, and, one and of somebody, my and somebody saw the shows. somebody saw the logo at the beginning in the lo- in the intro and was like. They need to bring Napster back. I was like, ah, oh, no. You destroyed my dreams. Like, if it wasn't for Napster and LimeWire and all that junk, like, maybe I would still be able to direct music videos. I, wait, I, Silicon Valley is one of my favorite shows. I just, one of my teachers in class told me to, like, get this app. And it's, like, there are four or five, like, Silicon Valley references in it. And it's so good. 
What's the name of the app? Silicon Valley. It's like Bitmoji. And uh, Richard, what are you watching? What am I watching right now? Yeah. Man, you know, I think I'm, I'm kind of starting to run over the hill that you, some, that you've cool. spoken about running over sometimes Maybe. where it's like uh, – Juno Diaz, he was like, you know, you're like an aging nerd when you'd rather replay your old game than like learn the new one, you know? I've spent like the past 10 years like replaying Mystery Dungeon and stuff like that. Wow. So, I don't know. And it's hard to find time to watch stuff right now, uh, you know, this schedule. But I think I'll pop on some Netflix Daredevil every now and then, just like try to figure out what's going on, you know? It's the best thing Marvel's oh made. My God. It, it's it's the best thing Marvel's I'm not going to say it's the best. How dare I'm going to say sir. that it was, a, it was one You're of like, the You're like, it's not best. as good as Iron Man 3. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was, okay, it wasn't as good as the first Iron Man. I love or, the first Iron Man. Or, it felt so the fresh. Or the yeah. Avengers. It felt so fresh. Or yeah. Captain America 2 or Guardians of the Galaxy. But other than You're that, really it was better than it. everything else. So um, you mentioned something that, like, you just came out of college and you're like, uh, and there's there's phases to being a geek, guys. Like right now, you guys are intense consumers. You know what I mean? Like you don't quite have a foothold in the industry yet. You're kind of figuring out how to get into it. You have to go to school first. Richard's at a place where he just came out of college, and he wants to find a way into the industry. He has a degree. He's ready to get going. Uh, he's still really doing like some consuming, but a part of him is reeducating himself about like what kind of a storyteller he is. He's going back and in, in in kind of experiencing some of these old games again. Uh, maybe re-getting the fire, like like recalibrating who you are as a as a game developer or yeah. as a game designer. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, like I think, you know, as you age and as you consume, you start to get more. A lot of stories. Repeat. Okay, like yeah, yeah, a lot of stories repeat, right? And so when you're a kid, every new story is like introducing yourself to a new archetype. And I remember when I was like six, I was like, that's it. I'm going to be a game designer. This is like the most, the most effective storytelling wow. medium, you know? Um, and that was, and that was off of like Pokemon Red. That wasn't even off of like one of those like story-based <laughs> wow. games, you know, it was like uh, crying over Jigglypuff, you know, just like, yeah. <laughs> um, no Jigglypuff, but no. I think, I think as you get older, you sort of be like, okay, this is sort of like the, you know, the old space misfits save the galaxy trope or, you know, the old, like yeah. whatever. And so uh, going back to ones that, you know, did really well and, now you have that body knowledge to like pick at it and say like okay this is you know maybe I would have done Foggy this way or maybe like this is why I'm ruling the so, Marathon Daredevil so what I'm saying is that uh, like becoming a consumer and an appreciator of this stuff the next phase that you're in is you really start to analyze it and you kind of start saying okay well the, my entry is going to be very soon mm-hmm. and it will be within the next few years mm. uh, it may not be easy I hope so <laughs> but it may not be easy but it's going to happen and, and, and when, you, when I get there what kind of stories am I going to tell um, the next phase the one that I'm currently in is the one where you say okay I have to scale back my consumption because there's creation does that make sense and like yeah. and it's just been gratifying to be like I can't consume all this stuff like I got my butt kicked in the Mario Kart tournament. And I'm not the greatest <laughs> Mario Kart. Like, I'm not Derek or, or, or any of the other Geekscape game guy, games guys. Like, Derek's on a different level. Juan's great. My Geekscape games guys are great. But I was playing with uh, two other students, and I think an RA, and we were, we were playing a Mario Kart tournament here at Expo, which is awesome. Thank you for facilitating this. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was like, you know what? If I was good, I think that it mean, meant that I would be spending a lot of time playing it but creation is kind of what's taken pole position on it does that make sense and and, and, and so your loves shift with your with your kind of ability and that's all the ultimate goal is to be like okay now i'm not just about this stuff i'm of this stuff and we're going to create it and i think that's 
that's where you, that's a, that's a sweet spot. And I loved getting my butt kicked. And Mark, <laughs> I came in third out of fourth. Like I didn't, I wasn't last. Yeah, but, the RA was last. But the, the RA, but there, was but... last. But <laughs> seriously, you know, he's I like, guess he, he's like, oh my, my Wii mode has low battery. He's like, no, you lied. <laughs> no, he was great. Everybody was great. But um, but what's fun was we were all like sharing in this experience, and there was twenty years between us. You know, and I loved it because I was like, oh, this is why we do this. Like, this I is why we do it. Uh, what was funny was I lost myself so much in that tournament that I forgot that I'm here as a visiting scholar. <laughs> and I started, like, saying stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, we, like it's Mario Kart, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a man's game. Yeah. And, 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 and Jason, who, who came in to help, game. like, Jason, who Mario came in to, like, Kart. set up the, the Mario Kart, yeah. like, like I, like, I turn around and he's sitting there. And I, like he's one of the staff members, and I was like, "Wait, how long has he been sitting there?" Because he may have heard me, like talking some to like some students, <laughs> right? Because like he walked in, and we were basically like every time we fired a blue shell at each other, we were like, "Surprise, mother!" You know, like, we, like that meme from Dexter. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. basically it's like you're not supposed to curse at the expo. Like you're not supposed to be inexplopriate. Like we were just it was ex- what is it inexplopriate inexplop. Yeah, it's oh, hard to funny. say, but it's yeah. We so so we were funny. we were just hey, you know what with the generations between us, you know the divide was closed because at the end of the day we were just like minded geeks sharing in the love and the competition friendly competition of a little Mario Kart and like I think that's what's so great is like that this is what unites us you know and like I said at the beginning the only real difference I feel in coming back here as a scholar than coming back here as a student is. I was working in a comic store then. Now I'm working in comics. And it just reiterated, like, it just, it was very invigorating to think, like, oh, you never lost that sense of self, you know? And it goes back to what you guys were saying with Maddie and stuff. It's like, the sense of self is something that people spend, people spend their entire lives looking for that. And people spend their entire lives denying that. Does that make sense? In, the, in, in, in high school, to a greater extent, society is not, it, it, it's, it's not supportive sometimes of that because it glorifies sometimes the commercial over the sincere or it glorifies the sensational over the sincere. And you question whether or not the things that you are have any value or can get you to any, to any place where anyone would ever value that. As geeks, that's, that's what we have. And it seems like those pressures almost turn those coals into diamonds. You know, so when we step out of that world, we're empowered. Did I just get too crazy on Geekscape? Is this too, like, is this, I don't know. <laughs> Not like, crazy enough, man. Let's, let's I mean, hop in. This is the real. Starting this, out the knowledge. This yeah. is the hashtag. Like, this is it. This is the yeah. real talk. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and if you guys are listening, if this is your first Geekscape, like, um, I just want to say, like, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, we have dinner coming up here. We're going to go eat in the, in the, in the dinner uh, what do you the call dinner, it? The mess the hall? Commons. The commons. commons. The I'm going to get my tray. You call it the dinner place. I'm going to get my meatloaf or whatever they're serving tonight. <laughs> and we're going to have, it's like I'm back to college. Like I'm back amongst you guys. <laughs> and I, I'm like Rodney Dangerfield, like like doing the triple indie. <laughs> but um, it's a reference to a movie that came out before you were born. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I nervously but, laughed. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, that must be something old. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh-huh. but, uh, but I, I want you, but know that like, Know that there is a future for for this kind of stuff, and it's and it's a bright future. If I'd have known when I was at Explo that one day there was going to be a Marvel Cinematic Universe instead of like the Nick Fury movie that just was made for TV. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, David Hasselhoff. Movie? Yeah, with, with, yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, hey. 
It was a dark time, bro. <laughs> it was a dark time, okay? Hey, high with fat nipples at Nick Fury. They made a Generation X TV show. All right? Go research God. that while you're watching uh, your X-Men yeah. movie and your Deadpool Skin. trailer. We're like, yeah. So if guy. I'd have known, it would have meant but. the world to me, but I don't know if it would have changed who I was. It would have just maybe spurred me more. <laughs> so, guys, this is, the, this is the Geekscape podcast. I want to thank all you guys for coming on. Max, they're going to want your autograph. Uh, <laughs> they're like, dude, Max is hilarious. <laughs> um, don't be apologetic. Just be yourself. Um, I want to thank all you guys for listening. There's more at Geekscape.net. I'm here every week. We do more podcasts. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I want to thank Richard. I, w- I want to thank Maddie, who's not here. I want to thank Fisher for coming on the show. I want to thank Exlo for giving me, giving me a room at Yale to do a, a Geekscape. And I want to thank you guys for listening. And I want to thank uh, the Explo Acapella group for making that theme song you guys heard at the beginning of, the th- uh, of it. I- I'm going to add it digitally later. Uh, okay. Max was looking around like, I didn't hear no acapella <laughs> theme song. Well, I- I'll add it in Audacity. Don't worry about it. You want to sing a song? No. Okay. <laughs> but, I wanna, uh, uh, but, but yeah, um, thank you, Rusty. Thank you for your group uh, for putting that together for us. Thank you, Wendy, for inviting me back to be the Rodney Dangerfield and the Triple Lindy. And uh, thank you, guys. Uh, let's go have dinner in the commons. Sweet. All right, guys. Yay. All right. Yeah. Commons food. No. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. 